Center hit on a bound show. Fueled by Fleetway Market. Fuel up your car and cooler at Fleetway this football season. Let's go. Over 25 locations in the state of Mississippi. Fuel up at Fleetway Market. Don't forget about the Market Cafe, too, in Gluckstadt. Great ribs. Great ribs and brisket. Fleetway Market, the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt and over 25 locations in the state, including the new one in Clinton's 24 hours a day. Uh, We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're brought to you by the Purple Mattress from any of the Miskelly Sleep Stores around the state of Mississippi. The Purple Mattress, I sleep on one, slept on one last night. The one and only Purple Grid, groundbreaking, no pressure gel technology is the star of every purple mattress powered by Muskelly Sleep Stores. We welcome in our friend Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with DSPN, also recruiting. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Tom Luganville, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, pal. How are you doing? I'm doing well. No injuries out in Breckenridge, right? Oh, of course not. Of course not. Nothing but three to four feet of pure powder, baby. Did you have? Uh, did you and your wife have some good food and beverages while you were there? We did, man. I'm telling you what that to me that's my favorite ski resort town because the main street is just the absolute best. It's like a I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like a preserved 1800 gold mining town, and you got great food, great drinks, skiing, fantastic. It's literally one of my favorite spots in America. Dang. Sounds like heaven, and I'm glad you didn't. You know, we always talk about how spring break, so many people from here go out to Aspen and Breckenridge and all the wonderful places out in Colorado, and so many come home with ACL tears. It's an orthopedic dream. And so uh, I'm glad that... Those are lesser athletes, folks. That's right. Hey, I I know I'm talking to uh, former JUCO All-American and Power (laughs) 5 starting QB, Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show. Hey, I was uh, I was thinking about um, Sports Illustrated. They're they're going away, unfortunately. And you and I grew up at a time when I don't know about you, but I couldn't wait to hit the mailbox and I'd read most yeah. of it cover to cover, and then you'd break it down with your dad. And so you know, Jason's twenty four. He can't imagine ever not having an an iPhone or and all yeah. the socials and all the six hundred channels that we have now. You remember the days in the in the mid early, mid, late 80s, even into the 90s, where you would uh, get those great articles, NFL and otherwise, out of Sports Illustrated? Well, not only that, do you remember the faces in the crowd? I do. People think they would acknowledge the first cut. So I made that list when I broke the junior college passing record in 1993. Of course you did. Tell me about it. (laughs) It was was great. Like, I always remember, like, folding that open and, like, okay, so who did something phenomenal? Who was the high school kid or the college kid or the professional bowler that broke some record that did something. It was just this little segment, one page, if you remember it. And so like, I was tickled to death when I showed up in that. So yeah, man, sports those are like, that was, you, you waited for all of the special covers and um, not, not just like the articles, but just, I think the covers, they, the, the photography on the covers, of whoever it was in that particular issue that was accomplishing some phenomenal athletic feat, whoever the photographers were always had like the best photos. They like did. The most in the moment photos at Sports Illustrated. It was unbelievable. You were, all right, 
I think that is so cool. You were in Faces in the Crowd in Sports Illustrated yeah. in 93. Is that what you said, Luke? 92 or 93, yeah. God, I read that great. every single week for years. And, <laughs> you know, you would just see all these people from all over the country, and you'd be like, wow, that's an unbelievable feat. That's, uh, you know, some somebody would score X amount of points in, in hoops. Somebody would do this. That's, that's right. cool. Um, do you remember the iconic, uh, Dwight Clark catch in the end zone Lugs against the Cowboys and the, and the photograph speaking of great photography, like you're right. I mean that, I guess they outsourced some of it and some of them were their photographers, but whatever they had great, great covers. Do you remember Dwight Clark's picture grabbing that ball in the back of the end zone against the Cowboys in the eighties? I absolutely do because I remember how, because I'm the biggest Joe Montana fan probably on the planet. My daughter's middle name is Montana. So when I looked at that photo, yeah, when I looked at that photo, so they got Dwight and it's from the back of the end line. And then you see the blurred out uh, Ed Tutal Jones and Joe Montana, which would have been around the 10 yard line, I guess, Mm -hmm. on that play. And, uh, and it's unbelievable. In fact, I got a, I got two pretty good stories on that. One from Joe Montana and one from Dabo Sweeney. So that play, when Dabo Sweeney became the head coach of the Clemson Tigers, he has a photo of that play in his office, and I think it's signed by Dwight Clark because he went to Clemson. And Gene Stallings comes to visit him right when he gets to the job. And Dabo's so proud, like he's so fired up. He's going to have Gene Stallings come into his office. And he wants to show him this. And he wants to show him that. So he shows him that photo. And Gene Stallings goes, uh, Dabo, you uh, know I was a defensive coordinator of that team, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's one story. That's one story. The other one, and if you go back. Hold on, real quick. So for our listeners, Gene Stallings worked for Tom Landry, and that's what Lugan Bill is referencing. Go ahead, Lukes. Yeah, so he was the defense coordinator of that team. So then I'm at a camp when Joe Montana's kids were coming up through the recruiting process. He had two sons. One was, you know, just a a very average walk-on type player. The other other kid, Nick, was an actual scholarship type of player, ended up playing a little bit. Uh, bounced around some. But anyway, so we're at a camp, and he's there, and his wife Jennifer's there. And, and I'm like a kid in a candy store, but um, we're, we're just talking, and, and, and that play comes up. And he says, you know, the thing about that play that nobody realizes, he goes, it never happens if Freddie Solomon doesn't fall down. And if you go back and watch the play from the beginning, it's called the play is called Sprint Right Option. And Freddie Solomon is motioning over. He's supposed to go into the flat. And Joe does a short roll, and it's just going to dink it to him right in the flat. He walks in the end zone. Well, Freddie Solomon falls down. So when he fell down, there was no recourse, and that's when Joe had to keep retreating because Ed Tutal Jones was in front of him, and he couldn't get the ball over him. Right? And, and so I've had this unbelievable opportunity during my lifetime to hear – Joe Montana himself walked through the play. And I never noticed that at the beginning because when the play starts, you're not looking at the line of scrimmage. You're not looking at the flat. You're watching Joe drop back and roll out, right? Well, next time you see that play, 
Go pay attention to number 88, Freddie Solomon. Watch him fall down. Oh, I'm watching it after the show. I mean, I'm going to YouTube. <laughs> That's done. I mean, I was a kid like you. We're the same age, and I was glued. We yeah. didn't get that much ball. So when you got the game of the day or whatever it was, you know, by damn, you were glued to it. 